You are now tuned in with Dr. E. Entertainment inspired by R.E.D. This is the Everyday Podcast for the Everyday Man. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Podcast for the Everyday People. Guys, it's very nice to be back here with you guys on this platform. And, uh... It's just this week flew by, man. I, I know I say that every episode, but this week just it just swished by, man. Like it, 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 it was, it was, it was quick. It was easy. It, it was, it was simple. And uh, I think that it, it was just a nice, easy week. Um, there wasn't too much going on, but as far as the news goes, there is a lot going on. Uh, you know, in in the news media. So I'm excited to share that with you guys this episode. And uh, I hope that you guys will love uh, being able to hear some of these stories um, on, on, on YouTube shorts. We're doing well. Last video went well into the 2000s, uh, going into the 3000s, page views up to 8000 plus. And I just want to tell you guys, none of this would be possible without you. So I want to take this time to thank everyone that's been uh, participating in this wonderful platform. And I'm coming to you guys strong live every week, every Friday, new episode. And so... um. It's going to be pretty good. I, uh, I'm looking forward to the summer. This winter has been very, very, very springy. And so I, I know that it's going to be of interest uh, when the summer comes around. But uh, I'm, I'm just happy to, to be here, guys. And I thank you for having me. So as you guys know, uh, there is a lot of buzz around the Internet. And I could not wait to get this story to you guys as soon as possible. But it, it's crazy what's been going on. So you guys know I'm a New Jersey-bound resident. And this story, because, you know, I cover high school news here on this platform and college news. This story is, is hilarious, but it's kind of scary, too, at the same time. Um, one, is, it, I find it hilarious because you don't expect to see these things, you know, in your area. You know, it can happen everywhere. But generally, it's like I think of Arkansas, Texas, Utah, places that are crazy. And then when you hear these things in your area, it's like, wait a second. Is this really, really the case? So I'm going to go into this story. I'm going to go right into this story. And uh, I think you guys are going to find this one. This is a doozy. So just put your seatbelts on because I'm I'm going to blow you away if you haven't heard it yet. Woman 29 accused of posing as pupil for four days before getting caught out. Four days this woman has been posing. A 29-year-old woman is accused of posing as a school pupil and attending classes for four days before finally being caught. Uh, Haijiong Shin was arrested after she was accused of impersonating a minor and fraudulently enrolling as a student at New Brunswick High School in New Jersey. Now, I I, I know some people uh, who who drive for New Brunswick, uh, you know, in that area, and it's 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 a shame that you know. First of all, I have to take this back. How do you get enrolled into a school, right? And no one not catch it. Now it says here the revelation came during a school board meeting on Tuesday after New Brunswick Public School District Superintendent Aubrey Johnson revealed her age. Way to go, Superintendent Johnson. Shin had texted some of her classmates asking them to hang out with her, which made them fear she had an ulterior motive. One student said, some of the girls I know, the girl did ask them to hang out at a commercial venue, but they never showed up, and she started acting weird with them. 
Uh, most of the kids have commented that it's scary because you never know what could happen. And so it was revealed during the school board meeting, Shin had attended several classes for four days before she was found out, according to New Brunswick Public School District Superintendent Aubrey Johnson, you know, again. And then here's the catch, right? She falsified a document. She's an adult female posing as a student, and she was able to be enrolled in high school. Now, guys, mind you, in New Jersey, for those of you who are not aware, New Jersey has the strictest DMV clientele on the planet now if she would have brought that faulty birth certificate to the dmv no 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 no. we can't give you guys we can't give you that we know it's it's a fake you're not getting your four points but for her to be able to use a birth certificate that's clearly a falsified document and to be able to enroll into a high school you have got to be kidding me like that makes no literal sense and so I'm looking at this article and I can rightly understand why kids are are, are concerned and worried because you have more airport security and protection than you have in your own school system. And I'm just not understanding as to why that's the case. When it comes to a child's safety, you got to do better than that. How could you not know that this woman is 29 years old? And then further, how could you not know that the birth certificate was a fake? So New Brunswick School District is going to definitely have their their hands uh, tied up for quite a while. They, we don't know uh, the status of the woman, whether she's incarcerated, whether she's out there roaming to and fro. Maybe she's going to enroll in another school. Um, some sources have said that this woman uh, may have had the idea to sex traffic students. And so now that begs the question, you know, an entirely different question comes up, I should say. So it's it's very strange uh, to find something like that. You know, where does she come from? Is she a U.S. citizen that someone could just walk into the building and enroll themselves? Now, mind you, she's posing as a 15-year-old, but yet one source said that she tried to check herself out of school. And then that's when they caught it because they told her she couldn't catch, you know, signed herself out of school at 15. And then she just tells them her, her real age. It's just so you can enroll yourself into school, but you can't enroll yourself out of school, you know, you got to love, you know, the judicial, uh, you know, the educational system that's in place for New Jersey. And then people want to know why, you know, I don't want children, you know, so that's just, that's just very interesting. So hopefully New Brunswick School District is able to get this sorted out because that was definitely a crazy, a crazy experience. And that was this, the hottest uh, news uh, that we have in, 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 in that story for, for this week. Now on to Fulton County. Parents outraged after hundreds of students enroll, unenrolled from Metro Atlanta High School sent home. Now, for those of you who hate school, you're going to love this headline because this makes no sense. Like, it's literally ridiculous, okay? When I was, like, in school, I was trying my best to get out, and they were keeping us in. Now they're just pushing people out of school. They're kicking out the right people and enrolling the wrong people in school. Here's the headline, guys. Parents are furious after they say hundreds of students were unenrolled from school after a round of address verifications. Students were not allowed to go back to class Friday. Angry parents were trying to get answers from the district at the Fulton County Schools headquarters. District officials say that Westlake is way overcrowded, and because of that, the district took a look at the number of kids who came from the feeder middle schools, matched up the numbers, and said something just isn't all right. So you have here 
two children uh, who were attending the school. Both of the kids are ninth grader, uh, one ninth grader, one eleventh grader, and they were basically kicked out of school on Thursday because there was not enough room. Rhodes said she understands why the school did the address verification and that overcrowding can cause safety concerns, but she says she has lived in the proper zone, ergo proper zone, where she's been renting a house since 2020. Pandemic residents. So we can understand as to why that's annoying and a bit frustrating for her because kids that are supposed to be in the school are not in school. So it, it, it's when you think about what's going on down there at that, that school, you know, one begs the question, okay, so New Jersey has an enrolling problem and then schools in Georgia have an outrolling problem. So hopefully they're able to get this sorted. Um, I think that when it comes to, to education, you have to be more consistent. You know, we're either all or nothing in these scenarios. And I think that's what frustrates people the most, that you're trying your best to do something unique. You know, you're trying your best. And then you have to deal with the fact that, you know, you're really at the mercy of other persons. It's very frustrating for parents who work and have schedules uh, to know that their kid is being thrown out of a place that's supposed to be their refuge and, and security. So hopefully they get it together in Atlanta, Georgia. But for those of you who don't like school, you might want to stop by because they're definitely not keeping people in the building. Now, in other news, uh, a viral video has come to my attention, and uh, I had to talk to you guys about it because it concerns another high school. Now, for those of you who are black out there, you guys are definitely familiar with Black Pride, Black Panther. You know, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, fight the man. But in this uh, cultural march, children in this high school are taking another approach. Brown Pride. Brown Pride. Crispy Pride. Cultural symbol or gang sign divides Latino students and school officials. In a video that's gone viral... Student Brenda Hernandez says she was told her brown pride hoodie, which she and others see as culturally significant, could be seen as racist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A video that has gone viral has exposed a clash between students and school officials in Idaho over whether the term brown pride is a symbol of cultural pride or a sign of gang affiliation. A video showed by more than 1.6 million people on TikTok and later shared on other platforms shows students at Caldwell High School in Idaho protesting for the right to wear culturally significant clothing items with features like the words brown pride. Now, guys, I, I commend what you're doing as a browner myself or, or you know, a black person myself, or, you know, someone that is, is of the brown ethnicity, but don't sacrifice your education man you know by you doing these marches you're literally proving the point that you might not know as much as you think that you know in the video latina high school student brenda hernandez says school officials told her to remove her brown pride hoodie as it can be de deemed racist and akin to wearing a white pride shirt and you can appreciate, like, realistically, guys, come on, you can appreciate the school's logic here. I mean, they're not, you know, trying to encroach on anyone's rights, at least from this article, what I'm seeing, but they're trying to be protective because you have people out there who have different mindsets on things. So why put yourself in harm's risk and, and risk running to someone that might choke you out because you're wearing and insisting on wearing certain paraphernalias? Like, sometimes it's just better to take the higher road. So she was uh, in a phone interview. Uh, January the, 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 
that she mentioned the January 17 protests followed an incident in early December. Uh, she was sitting in her fifth period economics class when she was called into the principal's office and escorted there by a school staff member. Uh, she had no reason to suspect that she would be in trouble. She said the staff member informed her the visit was due to her hoodie. Her quote, he was telling me you can't wear it because it has brown pride on it. It's like wearing a white pride shirt. People can find it racist, she said. Hernandez said the principal described the clothing item as gang-related and she received a dress code violation. So he didn't suspend her. He gave her a dress code violation. So hopefully um, this goes well for them. Um, there's pros and cons to everything in life, guys. Um, you can express yourself freely. You know, ironically enough, people call this, you know, America, land of the free, etc. But, you know... Again, they're perimeters. You can't run into movie theaters shouting certain things that could cause people to get trampled to death. You can't run into airplanes, uh, airports anymore, I should say, and shout out certain things because it can cause a stir. So in this case, maybe the school is just trying to prevent a stir. I don't know. I don't go there. But just looking at it from that perspective. But on the other hand, you can uh, definitely commend these young ones for standing up for what they believe in. Because when you believe something and it's close to your heart, sometimes it's just better to cling on to it. Now, there's a, a topic that I wanted to discuss with you guys because now that there's a lot of self-driving cars and there's a lot of technology out there, it calls into question whether young persons should still drive at a certain age. I mean, this isn't a New Jersey story, of course, but uh, I think you'll find this uh, next article quite uh, graphic. SUV crashes, flips over into high school baseball field in Montgomery County. So a teen teenager is in the hospital after the SUV they were driving went through a fence down a ravine and a ravine and flipped onto its roof on a baseball field at a high school in Montgomery County, Maryland. I got family out that way, so um, I'm glad that uh, no one was hurt there. This happened on Wednesday morning. It was about 11 a.m. The SUV drove through the fence in the parking lot of Wheaton High School next to the baseball field before landing on the field. See, for a short time after the crash, the teen driver was trapped in the SUV. Fire responders got them out and took the teen to the hospital for treatment. The teen was stable, but authorities did not provide more details about their injuries or condition. And we hope that this teenager is doing well. Um, we don't know what's led up to the crash, but hopefully they weren't involved in reckless driving or racing. And accidents do happen. Accidents do happen. But when it comes to driving, you got to exercise some sort of common sense. There's got to be, it's not about being cool anymore. When you get that license and you have that power in your hand, it's not about being cool. It's about being safe and protecting yourself. And if you can't do that, then you don't deserve to be behind the wheel of the car. And, you know, there's a debate going on because if you take a road test, you can take a road test, no problem. But is that going to guarantee that you're a safe driver? You're with the examiner for about 15 seconds. So in that 15 seconds, you can get it together. It's after the 15 seconds that's the problem. So hopefully the team recovers well and uh, no one else was injured in, in connection with uh, the, this incident. Um, it seems as though he crashed into an empty field. But the picture is uh, quite horrendous. It uh, That car is definitely totaled. And to be honest with you, I hope he doesn't have Geico because they're not covering nothing. Now, we have just one college story, and um, for those out there going to college, I empathize with you because, you know, it's a short story, but it involves your money. And when your money is involved, you want to make sure it's going to the right place. So when you think about, you know, this story, as it were, what's going on here, half of 
WA college students face food or housing insecurity survey finds. And I'm going to go through this one, not super fast, but basically the gist of this article is that there was a survey taken for Western Washington University. There was a voluntary survey uh, taking, taken, and there was 9,770 students responded to the survey. It was about 4% of the total number of students at the school. And this is what the survey found. 38% of students experienced food insecurity in the last month. 34% of students experienced housing insecurity in the last year. 11% of students experienced homelessness in the last year. 49% of students experienced either food or housing insecurity. Now, to measure food insecurity, students were asked whether they could not afford to buy more food when hungry or eat balanced meals. So, yes, if you're not eating a balanced meal because you can't buy it or afford it, then that means you may be experiencing food uh, insecurity. Students were also asked whether they ate less or skipped meals due to cost. So, it's, it, it's, it's a rough world out there. Me personally, guys, I'm going to be 100% with you. I did not go to college. And one of the reasons being is because I had other things that I wanted to take care of. But if college is there to help the economy and to build things and and to, to help persons grow and to have that job when they get out, it's just difficult sometimes for persons who have graduated to find work. And so now what happens is you have to try to break even with the investment of college and what life expenses are as it's growing while you're in college. That's something I personally didn't want to do. So if you're thinking about college and you're perhaps in a you know younger grade, start putting money aside now unless you you have it like that you're the Rockefellers, try you know putting money aside so that you can be able to offset some of these challenges that are so common for many high school graduates. Now we're jumping back into the high school uh, story uh, one last time before we have our hero of the week story. And this is uh, this is a doozy because when I read the story, I had to double check as to what was going on. And I'm looking, you know, at the headline, and I, I say to myself, "I gotta, I gotta put this on the podcast." Student airlifted to hospital after falling two stories at Pedro Mendez High School. School officials say the student did not lose consciousness but had injuries severe enough that first responders determined life flight was needed. Now, life flight, that means rush him as soon as possible to the hospital because getting him there by car, he could die in transportation. So this must have been quite the fall. It was in St. Augustine, uh, Florida. A student was airlifted to the hospital after falling down two stories in the school courtyard. At Pedro Mendez High School, school officials said, and this was on a Tuesday. The student did not lose consciousness, but those injuries were severe and they rushed in flight support. Officials said they are keeping the identity of the student confidential, obviously. They're asking parents to make sure their children do not post anything that would reveal their identity on social media. Now, I know in another source, some parents felt as though they were hiding the identity because they didn't want to take accountability for what happened. but. In that sense, it, what's done is done. I mean, I can't really speak for the school in that matter because I'm not a school official or whatever the case is. But, yeah, it's difficult when you're dealing with situations like this. And I'm going to say, in my experience, schools don't always have the best judgment. And it's not because they, they want to have the poor judgment. Sometimes it's just wrong place, wrong time. And then two of the lesser evils. Sometimes in life, I feel like 
we're trying to find the right answer all the time. And sometimes there is no right answer. Sometimes there's just the best choice that you can make for the circumstances. And you have to be okay with that. And then people who love and care about you have to be okay with that. So this school may have felt that this story was just best kept under wraps. But again, it's unfortunate that that boy had to take that fall like that. And uh, it is extremely uh, high, uh, the manner in which he uh, he fell. So hopefully he's able to recover and uh, he's able to really, uh, really uh, benefit from the doctor's support. Now, as always on the Everyday Podcast, I don't like to leave you guys without just a little tingle of hope, a little tingle of something bright, a little tingle of something good. So this week's Hero of the Week story is a doozy. I like it a lot. I like it a lot because I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan, and Scooby-Doo is my boy. Not that, you know, New Age Scooby-Doo. I'm talking about classic cartoons my grandmother used to watch back in the day, my mom's, that kind of Scooby-Doo. So anyways, uh, this is our Hero of the Week story, guys. Grab your pens and pencils or paper. An Alaska high school student's distress with Luke, the therapy dog. Mm-mm-mm. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Luke, the therapy dog. L-T-T-D, the the therapy dog. This is an Alaska, Wisconsin. Most of us can say that high school can be a pretty stressful time. And if you're stressed in a a metropolitan high school or one of these city-like areas, you're you're not finding yourself with no stress dog. You might have a stress pit bull, but you're not going to find yourself with a stress dog in, in, in the cities today. Uh, but uh, students at Onalaska High School may have lucked out. Meet Luke, the school's official therapy dog. He's been roaming halls for the past two years and helping support students along the way. A school counselor says that amidst the national mental health crisis among youth, a therapy dog is a refreshing presence. And that's pretty cool. He's really great about if counselors are meeting with students, they'll invite Luke in. If students are okay with dogs to come in, and he just really gravitates towards students. You know, he just gravitates towards students, and students really gravitate towards him as they would. I mean, it's like you literally have a pet co in your school. Who wouldn't want to go to school? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, uh, you know, I just thought this was a cool story. Um, and so it's really cool when you can be able to turn the spotlight on something positive. And uh, Luke is a very healthy dog, a beautiful dog uh, in nature, too. And uh, I think that uh, it's quite promising that uh, the Unalaska High School is doing that for their students. Now, guys, this has been another uh, epic episode of the R.A.D. podcast. Uh, My name is uh, Rashawn, or some may call me R.J., uh, whichever works for you. But... uh, we love the comments and the feedback. I think my comment thread is pretty hilarious right now on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. And um, we, we, we encourage you to call into the show. Uh, if you want to drop a text, uh, send an email, anything like that, all of our information is on TikTok. Our new YouTube uh, handle is R-E-D for the everyday. But if you want to pick up that phone and uh, send a message more quicker and have it read on the show out loud, that number is 732-535-7340. 732-535-7340. Guys, as always, this has been a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to get with you guys. So thank you for allowing me to be here. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll be back next week. Peace out. This is the Everyday Podcast for the Everyday Man.